1: Hello, Ohio State fans. Patrick Murphy and Dave Little here from Buck Nuts and 247 Sports. We're talking Ohio State and Tulsa um, after the game today. 41-20, the Buckeyes bounce back after the loss last week, get the win. Dave, I mean, simply, is that your biggest takeaway is that Ohio State came out, got a win, put the loss to Oregon behind them?
0: No. Not right. even close. All right. No. no, they they don't look anywhere near like the team that we thought that they would be. Nowhere near. And it feels like all the defensive changes we heard about everything, like feels like moving the deck chairs around after you hit the iceberg. And can the defensive issues be fixed? We shall see. I'm not optimistic. Um I still feel like this offense has a chance to be elite, but I'm not liking what I'm seeing at a CJ Stroud overall. It's still very early in his career. It's only the third game. But uh no, I mean, they only won this game only by 21, and then they were lucky to win it by 21. I mean, they're only up by seven in the fourth quarter, losing six to three in the second quarter. It's just, um, you expected Ohio State after everything that happened, coming off a loss, this would not be a good time to play Ohio State. Ohio State was favored by 25 in this game. They didn't even cover the spread, and they were lucky that even they even made it a 21-point game. So no, Patrick, uh,
1: this is... Uh, this is not something Ohio State fans should be happy about at all. I agree. Um, let's start on the defensive side. And that was the area of, of most improvement Buckeye fans hoped. There were some changes. We did see some more uh, two, two high safeties, two safeties out there. They did change some things up. Cameron Martinez played a lot more. There were some other guys, some young guys that rotated in. But you mentioned it. It, it wasn't good enough. Um, still gave up a ton of yards. To, to Tulsa, a Tulsa team that hadn't moved the ball all that well, had been in some games, but uh, but hadn't been fantastic. What was your biggest takeaway from the defense? Kerry Combs moves up to the press box. Matt Barnes calls the defense, Ryan Day said after the game. What was your biggest takeaway that you liked? What didn't you like? And And where do you still see room for improvement?
0: Biggest thing that I liked was the play of Cody Simon, the play of Cam Martinez, the play of Denzel Burke. I mean, I thought those young bucks played really well. We're talking about a couple of second-year guys in Cody Simon and Cam Martinez. I mean, Cam Martinez had his coming-out party. I mean, he had the deflected pass that led to the interception for Ronnie Hickman. Before that, he had a pass breakup that was a really good play. And then, of course, he had the pick six. Cam Martinez, they've got something there. This young man was Mr. Football in the state of Michigan his senior year. And they weren't really sure like where he could play. Was he going to be a wide receiver? Was he going to be a corner? Was he going to be a safety? Now they know he's a safety. He's a little undersized for a safety, but – I tell you what, man, when you can bring the noise like he can, when you can hit, when you're physical, he's going to be a good one there. So I like Cam Martinez. I like what I'm seeing out of uh, Cody Simon. Um, And Denzel Burke is a future star. He got robbed on that interception. That was totally an interception. I could almost understand it, even though I still would have been upset, if they called it incomplete on the field, which would have been the wrong call. They're like, there's not enough to overturn it. We're going to leave the call on the field. They clearly got it right on the field. It reminded me a lot of the Clemson 2019 game fiesta ball clearly the right call in the field somehow it was overturned like never had possession of the ball Denzel Burke had the interception I mean the receiver when the, when the ball touches the fingertips of your hands and your knees down that does not constitute a possession you have to actually catch the ball like it can't just barely touch your fingers and that that constitutes as a catch no that's not football I don't know how that was overturned So those are some things I like the things I don't like They came out soft. They were letting, you know, I I saw wide open wide receivers like we've seen the last two games. I saw way too much of a cushion early. They they did mix things up a little more, uh, you know, as the game went on, but still missed tackles. Guys wide open in the secondary. And I'm telling you, this Tulsa quarterback's not that good. They gave up over 500 yards of total offense again. 501 yards of total offense, including over 400 yards of passing offense against Tulsa, a team that lost to Cal Davis, Not Cal, that'd be bad enough. They lost to Cal Davis, and they had over 500 yards of total offense against the Buckeyes after hearing all week about the Buckeyes' defense is going to be improved. I don't know, man. If you're a Buckeye fan, just hope they beat Michigan and win the Big Ten because even if they get to the college football playoff, which is a possibility, they have no chance of winning the national title in my opinion. Could things change? Maybe. As I sit here right now, they have no chance of winning the national title. I just hope they beat Michigan and win the Big Ten.
1: Yeah, well, I was going to ask you about the the kind of big picture, but let's touch on that, and we'll come back to, to stuff since you started there. To me, I mean, each week is about improvement, and I want to see improvement from this team. I don't think that there, other than Alabama, who got a win today at Florida, two-point win, and looked somewhat you know mortal in that game, uh, I, I still don't see another dominant team in college football other than, than the Crimson Tide. So I do think from that aspect that the Buck guys if they continue to develop can fit into that top four picture by the end of the season but it's going to take a lot of improvement you mentioned all the areas on defense Um, offensively they still can't find a balance one week it's the passing game one week it's the running game to me that, that it's still all there for them it just has to be improvement week after week after week and I'm not sure we're seeing that yet you just kind of touched on it but do you think that this team has the potential to improve to get to that level where you would feel comfortable at the end of the season, a Big Ten champion, a one-loss Ohio State team playing in that college football team, football playoff, or do you think that this team just doesn't have it yet, too many young guys contributing right now?
0: A little torn because they'll probably be favored in every game the remainder of the way, although Michigan's a lot better than what I thought. I thought they'd be bad. They're good. They might be really good. I, I really think their new defensive coordinator, I hate to say this, I said this last week when we did, are uh, Bucknuts live after the game. I really feel like Michigan might've found their version of Jeff Halfley, McDonald, who they got from uh, the Baltimore Ravens, looks like their version of Jeff Halfley. Guy never been a defensive coordinator before, young coach, coach under John Harbaugh, of course, with the Ravens, John Harbaugh, you know, gave him to his brother, Jim Harbaugh. And I was thinking, oh, this guy's never been a defensive coordinator. Here's more of a terrible coaching by Michigan. They look good. I watched them again today. I know it's Northern Illinois. I mean, they were favored by, I think, like 27. I mean, they beat them by, like, 400. And their first game was against Western Michigan, who beat Pitt today, and Michigan just blew the doors off of them. This is a good Michigan team, so I'm concerned about that a little bit. But still, I think Ohio State will be favored in that game. I think Ohio State's going to be favored in every one of their games. Can they run the table? Yes, they can. They can run the table. They can be. They can finish 12-1. and If they get to the Big Ten championship game, I think they'll probably face Iowa, who looks really good. Um You know, so yeah, can they do it? They can because of this offense. Here's the problem: the defense talent is is substandard for Ohio State standards, but it's still this a well coached defense will be getting far more production out of this talent. Talent is a problem to a certain degree. There's there's a lot of blame to go around. I would put the number one thing on defense is coaching. That's the biggest problem by far. Talent is number two, and I think there's a pretty big gap there. Coaching, number one, talent, number two. This defense has five stars. Everybody else is a four-star except for a couple of three-stars. Like, it's just, you know, I mean, they got tons more talent than Iowa does, and Iowa right now is number one defense in the country. So, number one, it's a coaching problem. Number two, it, it this talent is substandard for Ohio State standards. So, can they get there? Yeah, but the offense has to be completely elite. They can't just be kind of good and sputter here and there. And I think the offense can get there, Patrick. I really do. I think the offense can be elite. That's why I give this team a chance. As, as bearish as I am on this defense, this offense has a chance to be elite, which is why – and you look at the schedule going forward again. I think Ohio State's going to be favored in every game going forward, meaning regular season, Big Ten championship game. As I sit here right now, I think they'll probably drop another game, though. I really do. If I had to guess, I think they'll probably finish the regular season 10-2. and two. Hopefully that's enough to get to the Big Ten championship game. Uh, right now, I would guess they will not make the college football playoff. And if they do make the college football playoff, they will not win the national championship. Again, I just think I just think Buckeye fans. Let's just hope they
1: beat Michigan and win the Big Ten, and just see what happens from there. What's your confidence in CJ Stroud right now? Because a week ago he throws for almost 500 yards, three touchdowns. Obviously, I had the big second half at Minnesota. Today was was a big struggle. He's inaccurate. Um, you know, there's a lot of people, our comments here on Twitter calling for, for another quarterback. I don't think Ryan Day is going to do that unless things get real bad, but what, what's your confidence level in him to not only improve, he is dealing with a shoulder injury, but to, to not only improve, but to be the Ohio state quarterback level, because the bar has been set very high, you know, Justin Fields, Dwayne Haskins raised the level of what we expect from Ohio state quarterbacks. CJ Stroud is young for sure. He has time to improve, but he also has to meet that standard. What's your confidence in him?
0: It's tough to say because, as I wrote about in my column, what we learned just about a half hour ago, like, I I see a few things here. Like, I'm not sure if it's inexperience, if it's the bump shoulder, which is his throwing shoulder. And, you know, he was saying last week, I'm blessed I was even able to play in this game. So that that told you, like, some of the talk that he was 50-50 leading up to the Oregon game was real. Um, So, Patrick, I'm not sure if it's inexperience, if it's the bum shoulder or if CJ Stroud is just not as good as we thought he was, it's one of the three. And it's probably a combination of factors. He was shaky today. And I expected a lot more out of him. You know, I mean, coming into the year, I know Ryan day would have been the first one to uh, concur with this. The expectation was for CJ Stroud to be all big first team, all big 10, not just all big 10 first team, all big 10. He's not looking like that right now. He looks shaky. He looks uncertain. Now if he has dealing with the bum shoulder, that's a big reason why, inexperienced, just his third start. That's a factor, but I'm I'm a little concerned maybe he's not as good as we thought he was. But, and another problem here was, it's not just his erratic throws where he's overthrowing guys, making bad decisions. The interception of Jeremy Ruckert, he predetermined what he was doing there, double coverage. I mean, there was just no doubt. I mean, that was just a terrible decision and a terrible throw. Another problem I see, he has no willingness to run at all. And Ohio State runs the zone read, not as much as they used to under Urban. They still run it. Defenses know he has no, you know, no willingness to run. They're just key on the running back. Now, again, though, is that his shoulder or is that he is afraid to run? I think it's probably his shoulder because Ryan's told us like many times, like he's actually a decent runner. He's not Justin, yeah. but he's better than Dwayne. Right now, I mean, like he's like Dwayne. I mean, Dwayne was like refused to run the entire year, and that's what we're seeing out of CJ right now. That tells me, Patrick, it's probably his shoulder. And either himself, he's trying to protect himself, or the coaches are saying, don't run, protect yourself, a little bit of both. So my confidence level in C.J. Stroud continues to drop week after week. And I know last week he had 484 yards, four touchdowns. A lot of those were empty yards at the end of the first half. Oregon was dropping back, just making sure Ohio State had no timeouts. He got like 60 yards of passing right there. that didn't even matter. Um, listen, the kid's talented. He's not the main problem with this team. He did not play well today. Uh, but to answer your question, I mean, my confidence has waned uh, a little bit on C.J. Stroud. Again, though, I don't know if it's his mostly his shoulder or if he's just not as good as we thought he was.
1: You mentioned that running component. We saw him last year against Michigan State, the big run he had. So it seems like the willingness is there. If you go and watch some of his high school highlights, he did run some in high school. It wasn't much because he didn't have to, but I think it's there. So I do think the shoulder, like you said, is probably playing a factor. But speaking of running, uh, Travion Henderson today – Broke Archie Griffin's freshman rushing record. We knew this kid was talented. We knew what he could do. And, you know, I want to talk some positives because they did win. Right. Yeah. It looks like they've got a star in this in this kid. And, yeah. you know, J.K. Dobbins was great. Um, you know, obviously, they've, as ZKL, they've had a lot of great running backs. But this kid, you know, a five-star kid who looks three games in, looks to be living up to his potential. Where do you see him going? And, and if he can get going like this, maybe not this numbers-wise, but play as well as he did today. And C.J. Stroud can get more consistent. You talked about the offense earlier. Can that be something that carries this team?
0: For sure, it has to be. And this this still, even with C.J. Stroud's issues and the offensive line's not playing as well as we thought, Chris Olave somehow didn't have a reception today. I never thought in a million years you'd have Cade Stover have more receptions. Uh, than uh, Alave. G. Scott had more receptions than Alave today. Great. I'm, I'm so happy for G. Scott Jr., by the way. Good for him to get on the board. Um, but Alave not having a reception, that's crazy. But, like, yes, yes, this offense, they need to carry this team. And i tell you what, man, Travion Henderson, what I think about him, he's the next superstar running back to come out of Ohio State. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And we see guys come in with the number one player at their position, accolades all the time. I mean, not all the time, but often. Teron Vincent was the number one defensive tackle in the country. How's that working out? Not that well. Julian Fleming's okay. He was the number one wide receiver in the country, which I don't know how he was ranked higher than Jackson Smith and Jigba in that same class, but I digress. Travion Henderson, number one running back in the country, and my goodness, does he look like it. What a performance today. He is a home run hitter, but he's sneaky good between the tackles. He'll make the first guy miss, which all great running backs do. And, you know, he's got the speed. He's got the burst. He's got the ability. He's got the vision. He's got everything, Patrick. He's got everything. The one thing I was concerned about coming out of high school was level of competition and was he going to be able to get up to 210 pounds, He at 215. I think he was like 195 in high school his junior year. Yeah. Without losing that speed and quickness, he looks maybe even faster. You know, that's the Mickey Marathi right there. Like, it, I'm going to get you. I'm going to like put 15 pounds of muscle on you, and you're going to get faster. Uh, that's not the freshman 15 that we were uh, used to. This kid is a freaking stud, and it's going to get better. This offensive line is going to get better and better and better. Stroud's going to get better, or for some reason, McCord goes in there, which I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a topic for a different podcast for a different day. I don't think Ryan Day is going to do that. But um, I mean, if this continues, maybe he will. But he sees these guys every day in practice. If he really thought it was that close. I think McCord probably got some snaps by now. But Travion Henderson is an absolute stud. If he stays healthy, I think he's going to leave Ohio State with the Heisman Trophy. Not this year. Hopefully this year, but probably not this year. He's going to leave Ohio State with a Heisman Trophy if he stays healthy.
1: Yeah, talented kid for sure. We'll wrap up with, with this. Um, we talked about it last week, uh, but we have another week of kind of information with with this defense. Ryan Day had Kerry Combs up in the press box today, which is different. He's usually the the energy guy on the bench. Matt Barnes called the defense, but it was still a collaborative effort, which was what we heard this week. If you're Ryan Day, or what do you think Ryan Day does to get this better? You know, He said he was happy with some things, but it still wasn't what Ohio State's defense would be, as we touched on at the end. Just to wrap up, again, your thoughts on, on what they need to do and what you think they will do.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know if this could be fixed. Again, I see a mixture of not bad personnel. Again, I think if Jeff Hafley, for example, was running this defense, they'd be much better. Would they be 2019 levels? No, because they don't have the personnel of 2019. They'd be better than this, though. So I see a mixture of coaching that's not up to par and talent that's not up to par. I do think they're going to find a way to improve. I think Paul Rhodes needs to have more of a role. I know he had more of a role today. I don't know exactly what that entails. I know he was up in the box. No, he was on the field. He moved from the box to the field. I saw him down there. Barnes, as you said, moved from the box to the field, comes from the field to the box, which is interesting to me. If Combs is not calling the defense, which he was when he was on the field, why is he now in the box? His one thing is to get the defense fired up. If Barnes is calling the defense, why the hell is he not in the box? Which is what Jeff, where Jeff Hafley was. I know some defensive coordinators like being on the field, like Venables from Clemson. There's others. I think I, I am. I subscribe to the theory, Patrick, that coordinators should be up in the box. It's that sterile environment. Hafley used to talk about this all the time. Tom Herman, when he was Ohio State's offensive coordinator, used to talk about this. You can just kind of tune it out and focus on the game. You see the game so much better. Why in the hell, if Matt Barnes is on yeah. the defense, he move him from the box to the field? Why is Kerry Combs now on the box? His job is to get the guys fired up. So, I don't know, man. I don't know if it can be fixed. I do think they're going to find a way to improve. I don't think they're going to find a way to improve enough to be able to be a team like Alabama. Can they improve enough to beat Michigan and win the Big Ten? Yes, I think they will. Um, I'm a lot more concerned about that than I was entering the season. So I don't think this defense is going to improve enough due to coaching and personnel enough to
1: satisfy Buckeye fans. It's going to be interesting. And I think that's a good question for, uh, for Ryan on, on Tuesday when we talk to him about, about moving those guys around. You'll probably, you'll probably take that one to lead off, I imagine. Um, Dave, thanks for taking time to do this. Everybody who have tuned in, thanks for doing this. You know we've already got some stuff up on Bucknuts. Dave, you mentioned you what we learned for our VIP members. Steve's recap's up there. some reactions are already up there. We'll have plenty more tonight and tomorrow as well. So thank you guys for for tuning in, Dave for for Bucknuts for two four seven. I'm Patrick Murphy, Dave Biddle. Thank you guys. We'll talk soon this week.